sir, yes sir, welcome back to another episode of Motown and Coney, back with my main man Tommy. What up though? So it's been a, a busy week, but I think I'm, we want to start with the NFL because it's, it's been a lot happening. Uh, Saquon Barkley went from, I don't know, holding <laughs> out to, I don't know what the hell happened because well, he only signed for like 900000 more. Then he could have got him a franchise tag. So I'm still confused about that. And they can franchise him next year. And this is after they had the running back meeting. So it was like they went from having an emergency running back meeting to the next day he signed the deal. Like I woke up in the morning like I'm confused. Um, it seems like Josh Jacobs is, is sticking to his guns. And Justin Herbert is the highest-paid quarterback, uh, which makes Kansas City ten-year deal with Patrick Mahomes look like a bargain now. Right, it's just so many different moves, man, and and so many different teams moving in totally different directions. I mean, think about the deal that David Montgomery got with the Lions. That makes Saquon Barkley deal look like trash. Yeah, it just really uh, does. I think he's going to get even less. And the sad part about it, Rodney, if he doesn't show up and show out for this season, he's going to get significantly less less than what he wants. So he yes. has to play. Yeah, and I, th- I think next year, I think the second part, though, is he'll be franchise tag again next year. <laughs> he will. I'm quite sure they're going to franchise tag him again. Which is what I really didn't understand. Like, I could see if you sign for the, the one-year deal – Got the extra nine hundred thousand, whatever, but also including in that like uh, a call where they can't franchise you again. Cause hell, I could see the Giants doing what um, the Washington Commanders did with Kirk Cousins, where they like franchise from like three years in a row. You know what's crazy too, Rodney? Maybe this is the like we we talked about this before on previous podcasts. Maybe this is the norm for running backs right now. Like running backs. They're not worth the money anymore, I guess, in, in the eyes of, of NFL owners and, and GMs. Like, this is this is the new norm now. So, Saquon Barkley actually probably just saved face with this. Running backs are maybe worth $10 million a season. That's it. Yeah, it's just because, like we said, Zeke is still looking for a job. Dab- Dalvin Cook is still out there. Josh Jacob looks like he's holding to his guns. And it's funny, like, you had Saquon sign this one-year deal. Then you had... Digs to get paid from the Cowboys. You had the Justin Herbert deal go down. Um, Houston just re-signed the tackle. It's, so it's, it's money out there, but it ain't for the running backs. Man, it's not for the running backs, and they in trouble. They need to have. A, they really need to refocus and have another uh, another meeting for, of running backs. Because right now, if they're not going to all stick together, Eckler, Eckler's going to be out there next season. Uh, Swift. Uh, it's a couple other running backs, too, next season are going to be in trouble. These guys are not going to get a, a ton of money, not out of these GMs, man. Like, for some reason, running back by committee, you don't need them anymore. Yeah, it's just it's, – it's, it's very interesting because, like, we saw – people already saw the, the running back market, like, change overnight. We went from um, the running back being a very valuable member of the team to – Hell, anybody can do do it. Man, anybody, man. And, like, right now, right now, honestly, quarterbacks are going to always get the money. They're the face of the franchise. So more money is being focused on the, on quarterbacks. They're getting paid so much money right now. It's just ridiculous. Um, other than that, wide receivers are also on that same box as running backs. Wide receivers really aren't getting paid that much either, and, Look at what D Hop just took. Look at the deal he just took. Like yeah, and that, and that that D Hop contract just looks terrible. <laughs> yeah. Two year, twenty six million. Tannehill is your best option at quarterback on Tennessee. Um, I, yeah, and, I, that deal and look at Odell's deal. Look at Odell Beckham's deal too. And all this money going around, these guys are really basically getting the same. That's the market for them right now. Yeah, so it'll be interesting. Like, I'm curious, like, with the Herbert deal, 
to see what Joe Burrow gets because it's going to be astronomical probably. I'm curious, the Lions, I think St. Brown will be um, contract extension after this season. I'm curious to see um, what the market is for him because – um, yeah, you, when you talk about Odell signing a one-year deal, D-Hop on a two-year deal, Stefan Diggs not happy. Um, curious to see what happens with Evans and, and Tampa now that Tom's not there. I can't see him sticking around in Tampa after the season, but it'll be interesting to see what the market could be for him. Um, it seems like the last wide receiver to really get paid was Devontae Adams. And he's in a sucky situation because he came to Las Vegas to play with Derek Carr. And Derek Carr is where? New Orleans. Exactly. And now he's stuck with Jimmy G. And it's just, it's a bad situation. And, and you're right. Devontae Adams was the last court running back. Well, I'm sorry. Last wide receiver to get paid. The last running back to really get paid. Who was the last running back to really get paid, Rodney, if you think about it? Well, Damian Tomlinson, maybe? Well, Thomas, well, Thompson got some good money too, but the last yeah you might be right about uh Damian. I think Jacobs on his first deal was the first one to actually get paid, and that wasn't a lot of money on his first deal. So he's trying to get a lot of money on this deal, and it really yeah. sucks. Because even I'm I'm thinking about like Aaron Johnson and Green Bay. He signed a reasonable deal. Right. The last one probably would be what's the running back Christian that left? Out of, yeah, Christian McCaffrey got a uh, got a good deal, but you know he it was one of those type of things where his numbers were so crazy over the first two or three years. Like they signed him to that deal, and then they he got injured the last couple of years, and they got rid of him. I would say the the running back that was for uh, that left from the Chargers, and then signed that deal with the Denver Broncos. Oh, Gordon, Melvin Gordon. Yeah, it was Melvin Gordon that got the last big deal. Other than that, nobody else has got really a a crazy deal besides Melvin Gordon and Christian McCaffrey. But Melvin Gordon numbers was nuts when he was with San Diego Chargers. Yeah, it's it's interesting to see the the NFL and and the value in positions like you said, the quarterback are the face of the franchise, they always get paid. Like the Justin Herbert deal just looks ridiculous on surface. Um, talking about a guy that hasn't really won a playoff game. Um, made some unbelievable throws, but hasn't really. He's like the new Matthew Stafford right now for me. Um, yeah, you're right about that. Hasn't he hasn't really done anything when you think about it in this league? And he, don't get me wrong, he's a good he's a good quarterback. You know, he, he makes some accurate throws. Like you said, he's like Matthew Stafford. He makes some good accurate throws. He has a lot of people around him. I think he has some good he has a great running back. Unlike Matthew Stafford, he has a good running back, a good offensive line, defense a good, little shaky. Good wide receivers, I mean great wide receivers, tight end. Like he has a he has a legit great team. It's just He's playing in a league where there's so many great quarterbacks. Up until what this this past up until this season, basically this season, last season, not really a lot of great uh, quarterbacks. When you think about it, now a lot of our favorite quarterbacks are getting older. So why not pay Herbert? Yeah, it's yeah. I just feel like his deal sets up Joe Burrow to what sixty million a year. I, I, yeah, I, I can see I that. Mean, it's, it, it sounds crazy saying it out loud, but if you look <laughs> at what Herbert got, Jalen Hurst got, I mean, the, the Burrow deal has to be 55 to 60, 60 million a year. And that's why I go back that that 10 year deal that Patrick Mahomes signed a few years ago in KC looks like a bargain now. Now, I, I got a good one for you, Rodney. Because we always talk about the top quarterbacks in the league. So, Herbert getting more money than Mahomes, Jackson. Um, he currently has more money than Burrow right now. Does that put Herbert in the in the top ten of quarterbacks in the league with this deal alone? Like, just that shows the confidence, of course. And that shows that he has potential. And we've seen him make some crazy throws. 
But do you think he's top ten right now in this league? Because he's getting top ten money. I'm I'm because I'm trying to think who who would you put ahead of him? Mahomes, Burrow, Hurst, Lamar Jackson. Yeah, Jackson, Josh Allen. Yeah. Uh, um, Stafford's a question mark, right? Because he he's been injured. Dak has Dak, and I I feel like Justin Herbert are pretty much the same quarterback. Um, so yeah, it's it's slim pickings. I mean, do you put Kirk Cousins? In the top ten, I know, and that's what's crazy right now, Rodney. So when you think about it, right? Remember when Kirk Cousins got all that money, and he was basically like the highest paid uh, quarterback at one point. Yeah. Now you got, yeah. Now you got Jared Goff coming up on a contract deal. Do you give Jared Goff a deal like you give Justin Herbert? No, I, I think Jared Goff. You try to from the Lions. Because you also want to you want to structure because I think you want to see what you got in Hendon Hooker eventually in the next couple of years, but if I'm the Lions, I'm looking at Daniel Jones got what forty million basically a year. If I can get golf in that that kind of a Tom Brady situation in New England where yeah, top money is fifty to sixty five million. If I can get get him in that forty forty five million range and say you know. Take a discount to keep keep the players around you. Oh, man. you know what? I probably would, but you got to have a franchise. I, I like what the Lions are doing. You got to have a franchise that's similar to the Lions, right? Everybody's working with the franchise to make sure you keep all the key components, and that way you're able to thrive. Somebody has to. You guys got to work together in order for the team to come together and get the common goal, which is a championship. And a lot of guys are selfish. That's just how the NFL is. A lot of guys are really selfish. Yeah, so I, I, if I'm the Lions, that's, that's because, I mean, even when who gave him, it sounds crazy to say this, but like I said, Patrick Mahomes deals look like a bargain now. So even if you slotted him in with Patrick Mahomes' money, that's still, you know, a discount compared to where Herbert is, hers. But eventually, Burrow's going to get Josh Allen, you know. And like I said, Daniel Jones at $40 million a year. I I, I mean, to me, Jared Goff is, is a better quarterback than Daniel Jones. Exactly, and Daniel Jones got paid that money. I just, I'm, I'm blown away, man. I don't see how he possibly could have got that money like that. Yeah, so it'll be, I mean, because you... I mean, Lamar got paid. So it'll be very interesting. I don't know if you try to do what Brad Holmes has did with, like, DJ Shark and a couple other players, you know, add some dead years to to spread out the cap hit or whatever. But I also think you don't take um, Hendon Hooker in the third round just to be a backup quarterback. Like, I feel like eventually you want to see what you got there. Right. And from what I was, from what I heard, um, he's going to be taking the whole season off. Um, I thought that he was back and he was ready to go, but they said that he's going to, um, he's not going to be the second quarterback behind uh, Jared Goff. Which makes so sense it's going to be him bringing in uh, Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, so they're going to bring in Teddy Bridgewater. So it's between Bridgewater and Stubblefield, uh, Nate Stubblefield. Yeah, and I, I, I don't think that should be a competition. Exactly, but I don't know how Teddy's Teddy's been kind of rocky too, man. I, I don't know. I just I really I really would have loved to see Hooker in that position, but I know we got to wait a whole year. And Bridgewater might be okay. He might be alright. Yeah. I didn't think he he wasn't that great when he was with Miami last season. So yeah, it, it, it's it's funny just how the the quarterback situation has to become becoming an NFL. Um, Hell, and then you got quarterback turning down the quarterback series on Netflix for season two. I don't know mm-hmm. why. Like, Jalen Hurst turned it down. Apparently, Justin Field turned it down. Clearly, it can't be that big of a distraction if Patrick Mahomes was on the first season and won the damn Super Bowl. So, 
Yeah, those guys just honestly, some guys are just shy. They're okay when they're mic'd up for a little while, but when so, it comes to that, that quarterback series is something special, man. Like it really takes you a little bit deeper than uh being mic'd up for a game or so. So who who would you like to see on quarterback? Because I got a couple of quarterbacks I, I would I would love to see on it. Now, I know a lot of people would uh and, and you know what also so with with these picks, Rodney. I would like to see some of the people, because me and my friends been talking about I know you talked about it last time you introduced me to the series. I wouldn't mind them bringing back some of the people. So um, this is my list for, for quarterbacks. And I think some people that are interesting, I would love to see Mahomes on there again. I, I would too. I think Mahomes is a character, man. He's awesome. I'd love to see him on there again. Um, Geno Smith. I think Geno Smith has a story to tell. He finally got his contract. I think he's, you know, he has he has that type of swagger to him, too. I like him. Um, a lot of people will say, why wouldn't you? I don't want to see Kirk Cousins again. I thought Kirk Cousins was boring. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's super, he's super boring. Basically, I, I, I wouldn't think, I wouldn't put Jared Goff on there either because I think Jared Goff is, uh, is boring, too. He wasn't really the voice for the Lions. We had a couple other people that, that stood up and and did a better job being the voice. What about De- putting Derek Carr on there? So it's funny because Derek Carr is on my list. That's that's one of the quarterback we have um, on a list together. Uh, I'm thinking Derek Carr could be very compelling, considering how he was cast away in Las Vegas and now he's landed on his feet for New Orleans. So yeah, Derek Carr is on my list. Right, that's what I say. He has an awesome story. I think it's if New Orleans can put something together, he has a good comeback story on his hands. I don't know how you feel about Kyler Murray. No, I don't want to see it. <laughs> I want to see Kyler Murray because you know what? Is another person he had that huge contract dispute. You, you know why I don't want to see Kyler Murray? Why you don't want to see Kyler Murray? He, I mean, he was the Arizona Cardinal who was on um, Hard Knocks in season last year. I, I, uh, yeah, uh, hmm. but he was hurt the majority of the season too, right? Yeah, so you gotta really think about that. I, I think this could I, be a good season I'll, for him. I'll trade you Kyler Murray for Lamar Jackson. That's who. That's who I want to see. I don't know, man. I don't think that. Now you talk about people that's that's distracted. I think that'll be a huge distraction for Lamar Jackson. Yeah, I want to see it though. You said you still want to see. See, that'll be bad. So now I believe because I think, in all honesty, it's a huge difference between Baltimore and Kansas City. I know Kansas City has some wild football fans, but Baltimore, Baltimore has some extremely wild football fans. Yeah, and they're and- basically yeah, they're basically right there next to DC. Lamar Jackson is. I love. I love. I love all the. I love all the quarterbacks. Okay. And then if, I love. And then if- then if you can't give me Patrick Mahomes again, give me Joe Burrow. I'll take I'll take Joe. I'll take Hollywood Joe all day long. Give me Hollywood yeah. Joe Burrow all day long. I'll take and that's that was my next pick. And then that was that's basically it. I don't see anybody else being really entertaining. But no, I I love a lot of running backs. I love a lot of quarterbacks. I love a lot of NFL players, man, that's really charismatic. I wish they would do a different I wish they would even a series out. I would love to see the former Detroit Lion on that bad boy. You know I'm about to say Jamal. <laughs> Give me Williams, man. Like he would really make a show. Get, okay, you got quarterback. Give me I would backs. want to see Derek Carr because I think you could get some Jamal Williams um, shots in practice and stuff. Man, give me Jamal Williams, man. Okay, so look, Rodney, they got they got uh, quarterbacks. Give me running backs. Because running backs talk a lot of shit. They talk too much shit. So we need a series car running backs. Yeah, so um Yeah, so I'm I'm hoping because I like I know they reported today like J- Jalen Hurst said no to season one and two, and then Justin Fields for our reason said no to two season two. So Hoping they find some takers. Like you said, I, I, they can circle back to Patrick Mahomes. I don't need to see Kirk Cousins. Don't need to see Marcus Mariota. 
Yeah, I don't need to see. Yeah, I don't want to see none of those guys. They weren't yeah. entertaining to me. Yeah, Kirk Cousins was his his call. I'll call it the chiropractor was the most entertaining part. But <laughs> no, yeah, I just. I mean, it's just like everybody else around him because he's like a. It seemed like he's a shy guy. He's really bashful. Yeah, I don't know. He got a little bit of cockiness to himself, a little bit of arrogance, but even though Mahomes, like I, I want to give me some top tier guys in there that that can talk their shit and then back it up too. You know, because mm-hmm. that that Mahomes versus uh, Max Coffee moment is it makes the it's must see for, for the whole series. Exactly. So I need more interactions like that. Give me more interactions like that with great players. Okay, so while we own sports, let's turn to the NBA because Jalen Brown, while we talking about people getting paid, signed an extension worth $304 million, which makes Ooh. like Steph deal look like a bargain. Makes me wonder... What the hell is Jason Tatum going to get when he's up for an extension considering the fact that he is Boston's best player? Exactly, man. Like, I'm kind of blown away by these deals, man. These deals have been nuts. Um, From looking at Browns and then looking at Herbert's deal, um, we looking at some deals right now that that can go through the roof for, like, a lot of players, man. That's when, whenever Devin Booker is due for another deal, of course, he's younger. I can only imagine. I can't fathom the money that he's going to get. And he's yeah. already, what, number three on the list or something, already highest paid. So he's going to get even more money. Um, It's a couple other players, too. I'm scared about the Pistons and, and them um, paying K, cutting him. I, I am not. You don't so. think he's going to get a, a crazy max deal like that? He may get a he may get a rookie max, but I don't think he'll get a super max. Right, because you have to you have to meet certain qualifications in order to get that super max. I think you have to be like an all NBA team on second team, and like it's a different other things too. But I I believe that Kay Cunningham on this Pistons team that has nothing to play for, he can make those type of strides like a Shea uh, Gillis Alexander. You know, so, like he really. Yeah, I'm, and I, I kind of guess that's what works to me too, but I don't know. <laughs> I'm scared, who, Rodney. I'm scared. Because <laughs> who's your core if you're the Pistons? Is, is it Cade, Ivy, Doran? Yeah, and then they just, the Pistons are just giving, they just gave Beef Stew all that money, and it just, that's why I said I'm kind of just blown away, and he really hasn't done anything. Yeah, so. so they're giving away money. With them. <laughs> And I still, it's, it's almost August, and I still don't know exactly <laughs> what the Pistons are doing. Because you still have, you gave beef, you pay beef to. You still have Wiseman, Bagley on your roster. So, you still got too many centers. You just picked up. I'm hoping it's a two-way contract because you just picked up uh, a Xavier, Xavier Simpson. Yeah, Xavier Simpson. Yeah. Oh, and, you, and when you already got a gluttony of point guards, guards in general, like you you really need a three and a legit four because if you plan on playing beef two at the four, uh, that ain't it. Yeah, yeah I'm just – I'm confused on what the Pistons are doing, but I just got a feeling that Kay Cunningham is going to come in. He already put up some decent numbers uh, his first and second year. I believe that uh, – and he was injured last year. So I just believe he's going to come in. He's going to put in some, put up some decent numbers. He's going to make it to an all-star team. He's going to do some amazing things here because the Pistons have nothing to play for. So if you give this man a full 82 games, he's going to be chucking up shots and – and dropping dimes and everything, and probably get what thirty wins, thirty five wins, probably even forty. And yeah, then I'm what? Just, I'm just curious to see. Um, sound crazy? We we both are in agreement. The Pistons are going over five, but I'm curious to see what his development is, what Jaden Ivey's development is, 
and really if if you were looking to pay anybody it needs to be um the youngest player on the team and during uh, i think he's the he's the building corn you build around him but it'll be interesting to see because we'll really get to find out this year if Cade and Ivy can play together. Well, Rodney, at least look at the bright side. At least they didn't give Killian Hayes like a crazy good contract. Like he didn't deserve yeah, nothing. At least they they are supposed to be shopping him. And then if the report from Dallas is true, where they you know they floating Tim Hardaway and a couple other people uh, for Bazanovich, uh, thinking think you need to look at that deal. I just don't want to pick up a. Uh, I don't want to pick up a bad player or a player that. I think we need to go ahead and look at like players like Terrence Mann or like young guys that don't require that much money, that's trying to still show something in the league, or you know go out at least go after some some young guys. We can't. We're already getting rid of a veteran, in uh, Bodanovich already. So you want to pick up a veteran in Tim Hardaway. I think Tim Hardaway will be on the next thing out of here because he's of course he wants to win. Um, he's not a young guy. Yeah, so it's I don't I don't know. Like I said, I think one of my main frustrations is is this almost August and we still don't have a clear aspect of, of what the the Pistons plan is. Um, I'm more baffled about the Pistons than I am the Golden State trying to make Chris Paul work. So. I I thought that was a really bad deal uh, that they made for Chris Paul, the Golden State Warriors. I w- I don't know what's going on with the Pistons or what they're trying to do, but I would have loved to see Jordan Poole come to the Pistons. Yeah, and it's funny because somebody said Golden State must have really hated Jordan Poole, which I mean, I understand you can't. They could have picked up Bordanovich. I would Bordanovich on the. Uh, Golden State Warriors would have been lights out. It's you a pick better up a guy that can Chris Paul. Yeah, and then you also could have picked up uh, Killian Hayes or uh, someone else. Or shit, we would have shipped Wiseman or Bagley back too. Like if we would have got Jordan Poole, that would have been a hell of a squad. You're talking about Duran. You're talking about Jordan Poole, KK, Ham, Ivy. Yeah, and then uh, and then the rook. Don't ship Wiseman. Ship Bag Bagley. Ass. He need to be. Oh man, we were saying Bagley first class flight. Get his ass out of here. I'm mm-hmm. so over him. He's injured all the time. That's yeah, I just don't, I don't understand that move. And they paid him. If you think yeah, he's just sitting it, there. He got money for nothing. Yeah, so the the uh, it'll be I've seen some preseason early rankings. Uh, of course they they have Denver at one. Um Golden State, I think, still was in the top ten, but they, it was, it was very interesting to to see where like Phoenix was at. The Lakers are pretty high. Uh, speaking of the Lakers, uh, prayers with with Bronny James. That uh, that was shocking when when I saw that that breaking news. Uh, Anytime you see cardiac arrest and then somebody as young as, as especially as young as Bronny and just thoughts and prayers for for the James family. Yeah, definitely thoughts and prayers with the James family, man. And and that news hit like a ton of bricks, man. Especially for a lot of young guys. I I found it, you know, I, I learned from watching Sports Center and um and watching uh Fox Sports uh Fox Sports Network. That it actually happens. It's really common in like young kids these days, man. Like it's a lot of the young kids having heart complications and everything. Um, I don't know if they're overexerting themselves or taking supplements or, but it's happening a lot. And uh, I learned that it was a couple kids that passed away. It was a ten-year-old and a fourteen-year-old that passed away, and they were talking about on ESPN. Um, yeah, this this kind of happens very common within young people. So we got to watch what we're doing, man. Yeah, so it's just um, when you have Lamar Hammond, uh, hell, you just had a a cheerleader, I want to say, in Southfield here. Um, I think that was 12, died recently from cardiac arrest. So, um, yeah, 
Yep, that's one of the that's like that's another young young soul lost, man. That's just yeah, that makes no sense. Yeah, and I was just and you I mean if you follow LeBron in any fashion, you know how how much he he loves his kids. So I I can't fathom being a being a parent and getting that phone call and and then mm. speaking of which on a more positive note we have a Jamie Foxx sighting finally. Um, he stated he he been to hell and back. So, <laughs> uh, um, so Rodney, how do you feel about? Uh, you know, people say asshole thing. Um, I I believe um, Jamie Foxx. He was in front of like one of those really bright lights. You know, and he was just you know speaking and telling the story and. Um, and coming on and, you know, he's just, he's preaching, you know, his gospel and how he went through the struggle, like you said, hell and back and how he's happy to return and, and able to entertain people. You know, he just, if you watched it, you know what we're talking about, but people are saying because he's light, he was in front of that light that he's a clone. So a couple, a couple of thoughts. Um, and I think Ice-T said it best. Um, <laughs> did you see his response? Right, yeah, because he said it even then when he was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, a couple things. So, we know, we all know he was in the hospital. Of course, being in the hospital, you lose weight, um, depending on if you want, you know, steroids and or if they hydrate in the body, it could do funny things to, to your skin. Um, that as well. Uh, like you said, he probably was in one of them bright lights, too. So, um at the end of the day, I'm just happy to finally uh, hear from him because it was all types of stuff going around. Um, and I appreciate that, you know, his family respecting his wishes. Like, hell, big shout out to his family because, you know, normally when you have something like this, it gets out what's going on, but his family has remained tight-lipped. And his medical business is his medical business, so... That's right, that's right. And I think Jamie De- Jamie did a good a good disservice by even coming on there, man, and uh, explaining the situation and, and thanking everybody. So I applaud him for that, man. I I didn't even look at his condition and and, and judge him by that because a lot of people they just took the asshole route, but or you know they tried to make light of the situation. And Jamie's a comedian, so I'm quite sure he probably thought it was funny too. Yeah, but yeah, so. I, yeah, I applaud him for that, man. Coming yeah, on, I, we both were on the same page. I'm like, I'm just happy to finally be able to see him uh, because he is not, like you said, he's a comedian, he's a singer, he's one of the greatest talents of, of our generation. Exactly, exactly. And we need him to get better, man. And you know, we it, it's kind of sad for us, Rodney, when you think about it, man. Like we losing a lot of uh, positive comedians, man. That that influenced us coming up, you know, as children, man, and watching all we lost Bernie Mac and you know just a few other artists, man, and it just it was Sinbad. I mean, he said what if he had the stroke and yeah, man, I it just you we lost a lot of good. Now we just lost Pops, man, and uh, yeah, man, just a lot of a lot of good people, man. Just yeah, just. It just makes me just reminisce and think about like the good times, man. I remember watching uh, uh, Bebe's Kids and and House Party and all those, and a lot of the comedians that you you used to seeing. And I remember watching Red Fox and, and Harlem Nights and everything. And now you, a lot of those comedians you don't even see them no more, man. And here today, gone tomorrow, you know. Yeah. So um, I, I'm really just happy um, to see him. Of course, this movie Clone and Tyrone came out did you, on Netflix. Did you get a chance to check it out? Yeah. And speaking of, of clones, yeah, we did. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, we checked so, it out, man. I don't... I, I'm like... It's, it was like... It's very, very interesting. A lot of subliminal um, things going on. Um, it's a really a... a Thinking movie. I'm like, this is like the boondocks meets bamboozled meets a couple <laughs> other things. Just 
thrown together. I, I think it was phenomenally done. Um, it's very thought provoking. Um, if you get a lot of the subliminal things that they're they're talking about, um, and then they had like the black expose old school movie feel going on too. So um, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, and then I, I think part of it was just being able to see Jamie Foxx on, on the screen again. Right, I thought he did a damn good job in, in that movie, man. And uh, I think everybody did a good job in that movie, man. It, it actually was really funny, too. I know it was supposed to be like a a, a comedy, a drama, drama thriller type of deal. But it they did a damn good job putting that movie together, man. I thought it was, I thought it was it, perfect. Yeah, it's one of the best movies I've um, seen in a, in a very long time. Um, when it comes to like black satire, um, I don't know. I would like to see them kind of take the dear white people around and turn it into some type of series. Oh but man, that it, would have been really good. But it, it it's phenomenally done. If you haven't seen it, um, check it out. Um, it'll probably if if Florida is banning books and they when they start banning movies, that'll definitely be on the ban list. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I, it's one of the things that when you first start watching it, you don't really know what to expect. But it's, it's like twenty minutes in, like you're hooked. So yeah, it, and that's how I was, man. As soon as I I cut the movie on from like the the first uh, scene and. Watching a character that plays uh, Tyrone, um, and watching his interaction and everything, and it just it it's a good movie. If you haven't seen that movie, definitely go check it out. Everybody does a good job acting in that movie. Uh, Jamie Foxx, of course, he always steals the damn show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he, he plays a pimp and he's hilarious. Yeah, he does a good. <laughs> I think one of my favorite scenes for him is when he got stuck in the back of the van, uh, but. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Jamie Foxx as always. Um, he embodies um, whatever character he's he's playing. I don't, I don't care what it is. He is uh, phenomenal. So a uh, shout out, just good, good, just a good all around movie on Netflix. Um, shoot, especially with the writer striking stuff going on, we on the high. <laughs> what new stuff we gonna get so i know that that kind of scares me rodney with the uh, writer's strike man because of so many movies and I, I last time i checked they had shut down deadpool 3 yeah they, and, uh, they, they shut down quite a few sets and now even some of the um one of the actors or an actresses unions on strike too uh and Fran Dresser, there is their union person, which I, I, I find hilarious on so many different levels. <laughs> you know like, what's crazy? Oh, no, go ahead, Rodney. Go ahead. I'm like the nanny. <laughs> I know that's why I was like her voice, man. Like, that's what I was going to say. You know, it's crazy. How can you sit through a meeting and hear her voice, right? Yeah, so. I, her voice is so annoying. Yeah, and then if for for our younger generation, go back and check out the nanny. It's just streaming on one of these um, streaming apps. I want to say um, it's on formerly HBO Max. That's now just Max. But um, check out the nanny. Um, I picked up an interesting read. I didn't even know this book existed. So I went to the library the other day. There is a book about the. Uh, Fresh Prince is called the Fresh Prince Project and how it changed um, television. Mm-hmm. So, I'm real um, interested in, in. I already know some of you know the background about how Will ended up on the Fresh Prince, but I'm just interested to see their perspective on how they feel like it changed um, TV. Yeah, I think that I remember when that series first came out, man, and. It, it was kind of, it was during like a, a crazy time because in my opinion, man, the only thing that we had, I wasn't, you know, NBC was, was no black comedy television. Mm-hmm. That's what we used to call NBC. <laughs> no black comedy. 
So it was either you were watching TGIF, which was an ABC, or of course you were watching Martin Living Single. You was watching, you was watching Fox. You know, Fox was a little bit more raunchy, had The Simpsons and everything. So you was watching all these different shows, and but everything you was watching was not on NBC. I think the Cosby Show was on NBC, and at that time, we kind of, uh, yeah, it was it was okay. It just, but the yeah, Cosby but- Show always had that. Yeah, so and I feel like the Fresh Prince was kind of like always the in between between the Cosby Show and like the like a Martin or something that was a little bit more raunchy. Like it was something like because a lot of black people like I know the Cosby Show had like phenomenal ratings. It was well received, um, in I'll say non-black people households as well right they the coffee show was like the acceptable black family where it's like good times and um even the jeffersons weren't always received and then you have family matters that kind of cater to that that same time kind of comedy that the coffee show had on but like i feel like shows like martin the fresh print even a little bit later on the Jamie Foxx show, where shows like the average black family or a black person could re- relate to more than, say, the copy show or even at time Family Matters. Right, because it felt like in, it felt like when you was watching uh, the Cosby Show, it was like the Cosby Show was like what you wanted your family to be, or what you would dream about your family becoming. Um, Fresh Prince of Bel Air. You taking the guy that's from the hood and you putting him in situations and like so it was like you could relate to Will. It felt like you were Will. Um it's you know, it just you can relate to his situations and the trouble he was getting into and you know, what would I do in this situation? It felt like I never could really relate to the Cosby show. Yeah, so in cause the Cosby show had like the 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 black dynamic that you even still rarely see today. I mean Bill Cosby played a, a OB basically, uh, and he was married to a lawyer. And Claire Huxtable, to me, is still the finest TV mom of all time. But uh, you didn't see it. You didn't have that family. Most black families didn't. You didn't come from a doctor and a lawyer, um, and you didn't have kids that went to. Um, I want to say Theo went to New York University and Sandra, the oldest, I remember, went to, like, Princeton or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah so. Just, yeah, you just couldn't really, re- I just really couldn't relate to them, man. And when I, when Fresh Prince of Bel-Air first came onto the scene, it was just like, you got a young guy, you know, and he was coming fresh off of uh, Summertime. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, like you, you had a young guy that you know got this opportunity to be on TV, and we were already following him from from his uh his hit music. So soon, the transition was kind of easy for a lot of us. We like we followed him, literally followed him over. So yeah, and Will Smith, he took off from there, man. It was just it was over with from there. Yeah, he 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 became a a superstar, and he he really thinking about it, he paved the way for. Um, some of the other um, rappers turned actors, or um, in, a, in a lot of ways, I don't know if you you get like even somebody that's more edgy like DMX being able, where studio trust that you know he'll be able to make the transition from the rap world to the acting world. Um, Ice T, so. Yeah, like he was a different. He was a different, and Will Smith always was a different type of a, uh, a different type of megastar, man. Like he, he mastered he mastered the game in so many ways, man. You write about paving the way. Um, you write you wouldn't have the LL Cool J's on TV and some of the other people if it wasn't for Will Smith, to be honest. So yeah, and, and I, I do because I just started a book, but one of the things I didn't know is like NBC didn't really put any money behind the pilot. Uh, the 
set so that first season set that they used to do the pilot in the, in the whole first season is actually the set from a soap opera that had been that that was basically a failure um that Vivica Fox was um a young Vivica Fox was supposed to be the lead in but it it flopped and so they had this leftover set and that's what became the first fresh print set so um so it basically See, i never knew that yeah so the studio actually didn't think that the pilot would be successful or the show would be successful because i most pilots were given six days to record their 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 first show um the first print was only given three man that's some tv history right there man yeah, so um, I'm eager to to get further into the book because I Fresh Prince is 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 an iconic show. It's iconic for hip hop. Uh, shoot, Will Smith was one of the first people I remember seeing on TV with a pair of J's on. Right, man. Between him and um, between him and Martin, man, I was turning back and forth, mm-hmm. and uh. Yeah, man, having the fresh J's on, man. And this is before um, DVRs. And <laughs> <laughs> Shoot, I remember having to go get the Sunday newspaper just to get a TV guy. Man, yeah, I, yeah, that book, man. I, I definitely want to check it out myself. Now, now you got me inspired to read that book. Yeah, and it just came out like it was like we took the kids to the library while they were in the kids section. I was like, let me go see what's in the new section. I saw that book. I'm like, how did I not know this existed? Dang, man. You know what? I'm going to have to check that out, too. I'm yeah, going to so it's, that and it's, a, it's a book on Martin Luther King um, by Jonathan Engel that I want to read. But that Martin Luther King book, I'm going to have to have some time with because it's like 600 pages. Holy smokes. Yeah. And then I just found out Eric LaSalle um, that played, I can't remember his character on um, ER, the black doctor. I didn't know he was a writer, but he got like a whole crime series out. Oh, wow. See, I didn't know that either. Yeah, I just happened to be on Holly Robinson Peak page, and she wished him a happy birthday, and I clicked on him because I don't follow him on Instagram. Yeah, he got a whole uh, book series out. And I was like, wow, wow things that you never <laughs> would think. Yeah, okay, um, we got about 13 minutes left. Let's get into because we got We do have some new music. 2023 is getting a little bit better. Davey's dropped a project. Um, okay. Babyface Ray. Nas a hip boy. Um, what is it? This is day what? Fifth project in three years? Which mm-hmm. is unprecedented for Nas. Um, Jay-Z became the first artist to have 10 albums certified platinum. Gold and, activity, man. Got a lot of gold activity. Yeah. I'm trying to think. who I feel like I'm missing a couple of projects that dropped recently. Um, but did, did you get a chance to listen to the Nas? I got a chance to listen to Nas. I like the album. I think Nas. I love that Nas reinvented himself. No, I did. I like the song with him and Fifty on there. I thought that was pretty cool. But I, I thought Fifty verse could have been better. Yeah, I was about to say I like Nas verse, and the crazy thing about Nas verse is, um, it's a freestyle. Right. It felt like it just. I I was gonna say Nas verse felt like. It felt authentic, where I don't know if Fifty Verse was I don't know what that was or it, I mean it's a it's a good song don't get me wrong, but it just felt like Fifty could have just rapped a little longer on it or something I don't know it just it, it felt like it's just missing something. And then his voice was funny starting off like I almost didn't recognize it was him at first. Right, if I wasn't anticipating this song because they had bigged it up so much, and I knew exactly what I wanted to listen to. Then I wouldn't, uh, you know, I wouldn't have known if it was him because his voice was a little weird. So I'm like, okay, maybe I haven't heard from him in a while, or, or like, what yeah. studio was they in? <laughs> yeah, I was, I was like, uh, 
Was he eating or is I, I don't know. It just is <laughs> like, Yeah, his wife was 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 weird. So overall, um I really like the project. Um Motion I think is my favorite song. Okay. All right. Davies. Yeah, Davies. I really like his project. I don't think he can miss at this point. Um, His last two projects have been phenomenal. Um, The Babyface Ray, I need to go back and listen to. It it was okay. I thought Babyface Ray album was okay. Um, It wasn't too bad. I wasn't a big fan of the um, the single that he put out from there. No. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I wasn't. Didn't too much care about that. But the album was okay. It, it was all right. Um, Nas, Nas and Davies de- definitely took the cake um, as far as like albums to listen to. Um, yeah, other than that, I really haven't paid attention to anything else. I did give all the albums a listen. I gave Babyface Ray a listen. Um, Nas was the first album I listened to, and then after the Nas album, it was Davies, and both of those are really good. Uh, yeah, so Davies, um, lyrically, production, like I feel like he's in a, a very good groove. Um, so I felt like Davies sometimes suffered from having disjointed albums, but I feel like his last two albums in particular have been well put together, production, lyrics, like everything's been on point. So um, I'm hoping he continues this run. Still waiting on Drake to drop this album whenever he is. Like I, like I said a couple podcasts before, I'm actually anticipating a Drake album. And then I have, I have a new um, thing I'm anticipating that I actually did not know existed to... Um, Earlier today, did you mm-hmm. know Netflix is coming out with a docu series on the women of hip hop? No, I did not know that. So yeah, so I just literally saw the trailer today. Um, it's called Ladies First. It's a four part series. It's supposed to drop August the eighth. It looks like. Oh yeah, I'm excited about that, Rodney. So, I'm excited yeah, I'm- about that. I mean, it looked like it's going to have everybody from Queen Latifah, The Brat, Lotto, uh, Rhapsody. I know it's on it because that's actually how I saw the trailer because she was uh, promoting on her her social media today. So um, it looks like it's going to span the history of women in hip-hop all the way from probably the late 70s to present day. So Okay, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to that, Rodney. I'm excited about that. Uh, I just was uh, reading something, and a lot of people were bashing women's music for today, and they were saying there's no positive women, no positive influence, and I'm like, man, Rhapsody is somewhere punching the air right now because she's been <laughs> holding it down. I was like, yeah. yo, this is crazy. But I think a lot of people just want to find ne- negativity wherever they can find it. I think all the women are dope artists that's out, and it's a lane for whatever artist you want to listen to and a lot of women yeah. women haven't always had that. So, and in a lot of ways, women today, because um, I'm just thinking about like when we had Foxy Brown and Lil Kim, they were and like even like Nicki Minaj and Remy Ma, like the rivalry. I don't, I don't like, I don't see that as much with like the artists, like with. Lotto or Bia or Megan and Stallion, like there, there's a rivalries maybe per se, but I do feel like it's a it's a unity and like you said, there's more variety today too. This isn't the ten years ago where you literally had Nicki Minaj pretty much running unopposed for every female rap category. Exactly, and I love it that it's more competition, you know, and I just wish that just like. Just like with male artists, I don't think a lot of those guys take it seriously as, as much as far as when they say, like, I'm the best rapper alive. Because you hear a lot of people say that. I done heard Lil Wayne say that. I done heard Jay-Z say that. I done heard Nas say that. I done heard Eminem. I done heard a, a lot of artists say that. I done heard 21 Savage say that, Drake. And you notice that when those guys say that, Kendrick Lamar said it, when those guys say those things, it just really just rolls off their tongue and, and that's it. 
nobody's really like going at them or 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 wanting to hurt them or anything. When Nicki Minaj said that, she had a lot of people coming after her. And then also like Little Kim and a lot of people sided with Little Kim. So I just think that women, women right now in hip hop, they gotta clean it up a little bit. As far as like, you know, not just being catty and, and you know, and, and just just coming together and making some good ass collaborations, man. Like I'm looking for another ladies' night. I'm looking for some other stuff. I, I wanna see it. I do wanna see a, a Nicki Minaj and Cardi B collaboration again. Mm-hmm. I want to see that. I want to see Megan Thee Stallion and and uh, and uh, Nicki Minaj. I want to see a lot of different artists come together, man. Like I would love to see Little Kim come together and, and have a song with Nicki Minaj on it and Cardi B. We need that. We need that in hip hop. Yeah, that would be. And that kind of go back to what you see, like Nas Nas is doing um, when you said like having Little Kim come back and do a song with Nicki or somebody. Nas has, has done that where he's done songs with the up and coming younger generation artists like the whole Twenty One Savage thing that could have turned out one day, but for them to you know come to a song together, we 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 need that in in the, in the women's game too. But Nas doing a song with Lil Durk and uh, reaching reaching back, being that generational, you know, guidance. Yeah, you're right about that, brother. You are right about that. And that's why I commend Nas for everything that he's doing for hip-hop right now. And it doesn't stop, man. And, like, what what he say, by the time you hear this, the next album will be halfway done. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know what he did <laughs> In his late forties, about to be fifty, but whatever it is, I don't know. Um, it'll be interesting, like twenty, thirty years from now, if you have a another artist that that can do what he's been able to do, um, basically in what you would consider the twilight of of their career. It'll be interesting to see how Drake ages, um, Kendrick, um, J Cole. Just to see uh, where they take it. And we haven't said this in a while, but Big Sean, you are still on the clock. Where's my damn album? I know you done had the baby and everything, man. We waiting, brother. Give us some good music, man, literally. <laughs> that's that's terrible to say that. Yeah. Not good music, but give us some good music, man. Yeah, we I waiting, feel like brother. you just, you know, you had the baby... Something you know that give us give us some grown man uh, stuff now. You in a you in a different place of, in your life. You you should have some stuff to write about. Exactly, man. I can't I can't wait to hear it, man. I you know we both are huge Big Sean fans, man. We want to see that man win, but you gotta drop something, man. You we wait. Yeah, yeah that's. Um, I'm um, big sign. It was right up there for Drake, but I want to see an album before 23, 23 ends. Um, before we get out of here, if you if you in the Metro Detroit area, whether you east or west, come on and join us at karaoke night this Friday, eight to what is it, eight to midnight at the Imani Immersive Gallery. Yes, yes. Come through, have a good time. Uh, me and Rodney will both be there. We're going to get our hosting on. We're going to be having a good time. So come slide through. Yeah, and, and hopefully um, next week I could have a surprise announcement about something that's going to happen at the gallery. Um, fingers crossed. Trying to, trying to get some contracts on. Oh man, see now, yeah, now that's some good news I like to hear, Rodney. So mm-hmm. hopefully you have some great news for us, Rodney. I just want to say one more thing before we get off the air. Um, I lost a very close friend of mine that I um, basically known all my life. Um, that I still keep in contact with from time to time. She had a birthday um, that was on the tenth. Um, she passed away a few days ago. Um, doing one of the things that she loved as a nurse. And um, 
it, it hurt a lot of people and uh yeah i'm still uh just healing and everything but uh, i just want to give a huge shout out to miss uh latrice pebbles jones um i know she's in heaven smiling down we love you and um i appreciate everything that you've done for me in my life so i just wanted to go ahead and say that brother and prayer to you prayer to her all her friends all her family um i did see that the other days uh it 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 sucks that we are we are losing so many good people. Um, but yeah, yeah, rest in heaven and rest in power. Yeah. And on that note, um, we'll get out of here. We'll catch up on the B side, and y'all take it easy. And if you can, come on down to Two Eleven West Troy on Friday. That's right. Peace.